Thanks for checking out the PowerPlace audio podcast. If you want more resources for your walk with the Lord, you can visit us online at www.thepowerplace.org. You can check us out on YouTube and Facebook at The PowerPlace Church if you want to watch the service online. And if you want to give, you can text any amount to 84321 or visit the church website. Have a seat. Y'all are taking up my time. You only gave me two minutes today. Come on. So good to see you in God's house today. What a privilege it is to be here, to be in his presence. What an awesome God we serve. I am excited about what's about to happen. Welcome those of you watching online, those of you watching in our overflow room, thank you for coming today, being a part of what God is doing in the house. Well, I've been waiting for this day for a long, long time. I visited my doctor this week, and he told me my sugar was too high. So I came home and moved it down to a lower level. (laughs) What a monumental day we're living. Just so thrilled that uh, we have all of my family here. Tim and Rochelle Enlow, Mark and Star Combs. Just thrilled to have them in the house today. All my, all my living relatives. Nice to have Herb and Joe Wood here today, Dr. Wood from Colorado. Dear friends. Nice to have Aunt Pat here today. Brittany's Aunt Pat. It's a good thing. It is a monumental day. I'm not going to take forever today, but I am taking my time. Today is one of the greatest joys of my life be able to pass the mantle of leadership of the power place to my son, Pastor Isaiah Hawks, and his dear wife, Brittany. I've had the privilege of training him since birth. You don't get that privilege all the time to pass something to someone you've trained their entire life. And this is a privilege. Every moment of discipline, every hard conversation we've had, every deep conversation, every moment of laughter, every moment of mentoring, every hour of prayer, it's all been worth it. And it's led to this historic, monumental moment. 
this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Amen. As Father God said to the disciples who were on the mountain, they were doing a lot of talking. He said, this is my son, listen to him. And I would say to this church that God has blessed you with a leader that is listening to the Father's heart and will obey him. If he doesn't, I'm still here. And we'll take care of that. But listen to him because he hears from God. I'm convinced of that. I've been around long enough to know those who listen and those who don't. To know those who obey and those who talk about obeying. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. As and Brittany, I'm thrilled that you are taking the leadership of this house. We're going to place the mantle on you today. So let me talk just a minute about the mantle. First Kings chapter 19. Now Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so may the gods do to me and even more if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. He was afraid and arose and ran for his life, came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and he left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die and said, it is enough. Now, O Lord, take my life, for I am not better than my father's. If you've been around a while, if you've listen to me preach, you've understood that this Jezebel spirit tried to shut this church down, tried to run this leadership off, tried to squelch us to the point where we wanted to die. We were ready just to throw in the towel and say enough's enough. Go ahead and kill us, Lord. We're done. But I want to read on. He lay down and slept under a juniper tree. And some of you, the most spiritual thing you can do and you need to do is just take a nap. You need to just push everything aside, lay your head down for a while. He slept under the juniper tree and behold, suddenly, there was an angel touching him. I'm telling you, this is our story. There was an angel touching him and he said to him, arise 
eat. Get up and eat. Then he looked and behold, there was at his head a bread cake baked, a bread cake baked on hot stones in a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again, took another nap. The angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him. God always has ministering angels to minister to you in your darkest, deepest, hardest time of your life. He said to him, arise, eat, because the journey is too great for you. The journey's not too great for the Lord. But the journey is too great for you. You can't do this in your own strength. You don't have the ability. But God will strengthen you and give you what you need. So he arose and ate and drank and went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mountain of God. He knew where to go. I got to go get close to God. He went to the mountain of God and then he came there to a cave and lodged there. He said, I've got to get in God's presence. And he got there and he lodged there. He set up camp, strengthened by what God had poured into him. And behold, suddenly, this is a year of supernatural, suddenly. Behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the sons of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, killed your prophets with the sword, and I alone am left, and they seek my life to take it away. So he said, Go forth. Stand on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord was passing by. And a great and strong wind was rending the mountains and breaking in pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of a gentle blowing. Now the translation says a still small voice. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Behold, a voice came to him and said, behold, suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Then he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the sons of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, killed your prophets with the sword, and I alone am left, and they seek my life to take it away. The Lord said to him, go. Return on your way to the wilderness. Why do I want to go back to the wilderness? 
Ah, there's always a plan. God always has a purpose. Ah, go return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you have arrived, I got a job for you. You shall anoint Hazel king over Aram. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, you shall anoint king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat of Abel, Meholah, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. And it shall come about. The one who escapes from the sword of Haziel, Jehu shall put to death. The one who escapes from the sword of Jehu, Elisha shall put to death. Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to Baal and every mouth that has not kissed him. So he departed from there, found Elisha, the son of Shaphat. While he was plowing with 12 pairs of oxen before him, and he with the 12th. You never choose someone to anoint who's doing nothing. You don't pick the person who's just sitting on the sidelines waiting for their time to get into the spotlight. He was working. Elijah passed over to him and threw his mantle on him. What did Elisha do? He left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, please let me kiss my father and my mother, then I'll follow you. And he said to him, go back again for what have I done to you? So he returned from following him and took the pair of oxen and sacrificed them and boiled their flesh with the implements of the oxen. He cut up all his plow and he gave it to the people and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and ministered to him. Woo. Everything he was making money with, everything he was doing, he cut it up, sacrificed it, and fed the people. Second Kings chapter two, later on in the story, it came about when the Lord was about to take up Elijah by a whirlwind to heaven that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. They went down to Bethel. They went down to Bethel. Then the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, do you know the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he said, yeah, I know. Be still. Hush. I don't want to hear about it. Elijah said to him, Elisha, please stay here. For the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. The sons of the prophets who were at Jericho approached Elisha and said to him, do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he answered, I know. 
be still. Then Elijah said to him, please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. You had ample opportunity to leave. And I looked at you one day and said, if you've got to go, go. And you said, I will not leave you. <sighs> Anybody still here? All right. So the two of them went on. Now, 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood opposite them at a distance while the two of them stood by the Jordan. Elijah took his mantle, folded it together, and struck the waters. And they were divided here and there so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed over, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I'm taken from you. And Elisha said, please, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And he said, you've asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. And as they were going along and talking, we've been doing a lot of that. Just going along and talking. Going along and talking. Behold. Suddenly. There appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire which separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind to heaven. Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots of, of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw Elijah no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that fell from him. And returned and stood by the bank of the Jordan. He took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and struck the waters and said, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he also had struck the waters, they were divided here and there. And Elisha crossed over. Now when the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho opposite him saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. And we know from reading the story of Elisha that twice as many miracles are recorded that Elisha did than Elijah did. Twice as double portion. I'm going to ask you, Isaiah and Brittany, to come. Christy as well. Um, 
want to place this mantle on you. Uh, This mantle is placed upon you as a symbol of God's calling and his anointing on your lives. May his spirit cover you as you lead this house with the wisdom and anointing of God and walk in a double portion blessing. May what has gone before you be as nothing in comparison to what the Lord is going to do in and through your lives and ministry in the days to come. In this new era that God has ordained. You stayed. You stayed. According to the word of the Lord through Pastor Jasmine, you stayed. You stayed. And so you've seen, you've gleaned, you've learned, you've developed, and you are ready to move forward with a greater anointing from above. A double portion blessing. Ah. I place in your hands Daddy Fike's cane. This is a story you've heard told by your grandfather. You've heard me tell it, and I hear you tell it. The man who had the eyeballs that hung out of his sockets, and he came to my grandfather. He said, can you help me? Can you pray? And his grandpa Hollis prayed. His eyeballs sucked right back up in the sockets. And at Daddy Fike's funeral, his family gave this cane to my grandfather in gratitude. This cane represents the generational blessing, the Hollis family blessing, the Hollis family anointing that rests on you as well. Four generations of saying yes to the voice of the Lord. And I declare a double portion blessing of supernatural suddenly miracles on your lives and your ministry. Hallelujah. I also have the reins, the reins of the church. According to the voice, the prophetic word of the Lord in Fort Worth, when Brendan said, I saw your dad hand you reins. You were sitting in this buggy. It was full unity. 
It wasn't a tug of war. It wasn't a take or strive, but it was so beautiful, just like this sense of full unity in generational inheritance. May the Holy Spirit guide and direct you and place his hands on your hands as you hold the reins and lead his church in the way we should go. I can't wait for you to be my pastor. Last but not least, I give you a Roman replica sword. like the word of God. It probably looks somewhat like the Roman sword that the apostle Paul looked at as he was penning the words to his son in the faith in the Roman prison. He wrote about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, he writes to his son in the faith. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is the, to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Preach the word. Don't preach your ideas. She's going to be preaching too, I know. There's a anointing and a call on her life, God has brought her from behind the curtain and exposed her and her giftings. The flowers are yours, Brittany. Because Christy said, we have to, we have to acknowledge the beauty and the presence of one who is so fragrant, one who is so gifted, one who brightens up the room and is going to come alongside and work hand in hand with the gift. He said, preach the word, be ready in season and out, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away from their, their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. But you, but you, be sober in all things. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Amen. If you wouldn't mind kneeling, I want to pray. Christian, I would love to pray over you. just reach your hand 
in honor of who the Lord is today. We honor him by praying for you to say, Lord, we need who you are. We thank you for the many blessings. We thank you for the days, the weeks, the years of getting ready. And so, Father, right now, we pray the blessing on Brittany. We pray the blessing on Isaiah. And Father God, this is just the beginning, just the beginning of all that God is getting ready to do. God, you have been preparing the path. You have preparing the vessels. Oh, God, we can't wait to see what is coming. We stand in anticipation of what is going to come out of Brittany's mouth and what is going to come out of Isaiah's mouth. Their unity today brings forth a power and an authority in you. And so, Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. God, I'm so proud today. This mama is so proud. Thank you, Father, for them. So, Father, thank you for the calling you placed on their life from such a young age. Lord, you've had your hand upon them all these years. They've been faithful. They stayed because they've seen. Lord, let there be a double portion blessing. Twice as much and more. In the mighty name of Jesus, we now commission them to be the head of this house under your headship. We love you, Jesus, and I thank you for your anointing that absolutely makes rich and adds no sorrow to it. Thank you, Lord. You're an awesome God. Bless them now as they take the reins of the leadership of this house. Use them in the days to come in ways we've never dreamed or imagined. Lord, what is before us is so much greater than what's behind us. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that these are your chosen servants who are going to take us to the next level. Thank you, Jesus. What an awesome God you are. We bless them today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Give it up for our new pastors. You may be seated as we welcome to the the stage Pastor Zane and Jan Anderson. 
this is a good word. That was ridiculous. <laughs> that was incredibly awesome to watch what we just watched. I hope you understand the value in the spiritual realm, what just took place. It doesn't happen a lot. I've been in this thing, what, two years now? <laughs> Tell the person next to you, he's lying, he's old. <laughs> this doesn't happen a lot. And it's one of the most biblical moments that I believe God is so pleased and so honored by what you just did, Pastor. And before I begin, and I'm not, I'm not preaching, I have a few remarks I wanna to speak to this couple, and then we wanna to speak to you as a church, and then we wanna do one last thing before we give you your church. Because I'm taking over right now. And I got a Roman sword, so don't be messing with me, man. I'll take you down. I want to begin by giving honor where honor is due. And it is very interesting, Pastor Craig. It's very interesting. I woke up hearing in my spirit the very word, the very words you spoke over your son. I heard these words. I want you to tell, I want you to tell that seasoned shepherds these words. These are my beloved sons and daughters in whom I'm well pleased. I heard it about you. I heard it about you. And it moved me. And I want you to know that, that God is honored by your longevity and your faithfulness and your sacrifice and your pain and your tears and your joy. And when you wanted to quit, you didn't quit. I love what Tommy Barnett once said one time. I think it's where you've been. He says, it's okay to want to quit as long as you know you're not going to quit. <laughs> been there, done that, got a bunch of t-shirts after, after a lot of years of ministry. You didn't quit. Yeah. And if you would have quit, this wouldn't have happened. So let's honor the man and woman of God that you hung in there, you persevered, you, you, stayed, you stayed by the stuff, you didn't quit, you didn't give up. <laughs> you didn't kill anybody that we know of. <laughs> so God is well pleased. God is well pleased. You want to speak that word? Well, before I just take a few moments to speak to you as pastors, I just want to speak to you as the congregation. Um, I don't think it's fully going to hit you till later what just happened. But to see a father and a mother pass the mantle and the reins and given the sword to a daughter and a son of the house, it's an unusual event that just took place that we believe is truly a biblical heart of God to happen when churches pass the mantle on. 
I mean, each one of these has a whole message in itself, right? Pastors that was given to them. So we just want to thank you as a congregation because that would have never happened if it hadn't have been for each of you that has been these last few months in preparation of today. So we applaud you as well, that how well you have loved and prayed for all four of them as they've moved to this moment. So turn to the person next to you and say, good job. And Pastor Greg and Pastor Christy, no question you guys have walked through many valleys and you have crested so many mountains. And um, we, my husband said it, but we feel the stability and the strength of your faithfulness to him and this house through the years. Because as my husband said, you could have walked out and you could have left, but you stayed. But the Lord just gave me this portion of scripture that he said to share with you. We read about Caleb. He's 85 years old. And we read in the scripture where it says, Caleb was just as strong at 85 as when he began. And we just speak over the two of you that you go from strength to strength to strength. And we read in that same portion of scripture that Caleb says, give me that mountain. And that Mount Hebron, we read, was given to him which guess what? The Anakites giants ruled that mountain. And at 85, he was still saying, I'm going to take the giants down. So we say that you two are still giant slayers. But we read that that mountain was given to him as an inheritance. And we just proclaim over you that you are now moving into your fruit of inheritance these next few years. And I just saw your hands out as the fruit was just placed within them. And it's obvious with these two, but it's way beyond that which you have seen that you are going to see. And even as you said over them, that what is to come is greater than what was. We speak over you. Your latter years shall be greater than your former years. Can you say amen? Amen. I bless you in that. Hallelujah. I was thinking about a passage since we're hanging around the Old Testament, us oldies but goodies. I was thinking about a passage in 1 Samuel chapter, chapter 7, and I'll just, I'll just quote it. I, I think it's about verse 12. Samuel, it's a very interesting narrative. And Samuel says these words. He says, and Samuel took the stone and called it Ebenezer. For hitherto, I like the King James now. For hitherto, say hitherto. hitherto. For hitherto has the Lord helped us. The whole implication, and in fact, the word hitherto in the original Hebrew text conveys the idea up until now, say now, now. up to this point, 
the Lord has been with us and he's guided us and he's directed us and he's protected us and he's used us and he's blessed us. I could keep going and he's done all kinds of stuff that we don't even know he did, but he did. Somebody say amen. Hitherto, say hitherto, he has helped us. But the implication, Isaiah and Brittany, he ain't done. He's not finished. That he's brought you to this point. And you didn't leave. And you could have left. And if the truth were known, and I'll, we're, I'll move into word of knowledge here if you want me to. There were probably times you were trying to figure out a way out. But sometimes God just imprisons us in his will. Anybody understand what I'm saying? Not all strongholds are bad strongholds. There are, there are divine strongholds that he puts you in and you can't get out. Been there, understand. Because he had a moment that he didn't want you to miss because a father and a mother needed a son and a daughter to pass a mantle to. So he said, I'm sorry, I'm not letting you go. I'm not going to let you go. And you stayed. And you didn't just stay. Can I just talk to them for a moment? Tell the person next to you, you need to listen in on this. You didn't leave and you stayed. But you didn't just stay. You didn't just hang around. You said it so well, Pastor. You didn't just go, wow, because you weren't thinking about taking this place. You were wondering, why am I staying? Aren't you glad God doesn't tell you everything? Come on. Come on. The reason he doesn't, he knows you. You would flick out, flip out, freak out, run out. And so he doesn't tell you everything because he's getting you ready. And you stayed and you stayed and you stayed. But more than stayed, this is the key. You were faithful. And you worked. And you labored. And you served. And you gave. And you sacrificed. And you stayed. I'm so honored to be in this moment. My wife and I are so honored to be in this moment. Because the first time we met in that church in Fort Worth... It's just weird, I know, but I understand, I understand the psalmist when he says deep, call the thunder deep, and there's a, there's a depth. We fell in love with you. I told Jan, what is it about, we just met them. They could be terrorists. <laughs> they, 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 they could be working us. How many understand what I mean by that, huh? Man, we love you. Give us the money. You know, I, I'm sorry. I'm just being real with you, okay? And I said, what is it? And Jess, I don't know. I don't know, babe, but there's something there. It doesn't always happen. And then when we first came to this house, you people are crazy. You are ridiculous. My, we walked away that Sunday, that weekend, thinking, my, there's something on this house. That, oh, I feel it right now. There's such an anointing. There's such a presence. There's such a destiny on this house. And if you wouldn't have did what you did, we wouldn't have what we have. But now it's yours. And you know what I mean. So we don't have to go there. It's the Lord's church. Amen? It's the Lord's church. Amen? But you are stewards. 
Because he doesn't do, I told you this last time, nothing happens in the kingdom without partnership. Nothing happens on this planet outside God's partnering with the church. God does nothing without the church. In honor of his son's sacrifice, I believe the Father says, I'll do nothing on the planet without the partnership of those you've redeemed with your own blood. So nothing happens, and so he's waiting. And I got a word for you. You're ready. You need to hear this old man. I've been around. I can spot him. Oh my God, they're so unready. It's going to be crazy if they give him <laughs> the reins. And it's so interesting. It's just so prophetic, Pastor, what you did this morning. Just ridiculously prophetic. When he gave you the reins, no more corral, no more hanging in the barn, no more. Anybody see me? Huh? Huh? No more. Oh, man, I got all this energy. I'm bouncing against fences, and I'm bouncing against walls. You got the reins, and I got a word for you. It's your turn. It's your turn. Say, it's your turn. No, say it like you mean it. And say, we are excited. Yeah, you're like him, but you're different. He said, they know. That's true. And John 15 is one of, one of the most unique passages in our Lord's ministry when he talks about that, the parable of the vine and the vine dresser. And he says something. You did not choose me. Remember those testimonies? I remember when I found the Lord. You never found the Lord. Sorry to burst your bubble, but you never found him. He's been chasing you forever. He tripped you up a half a dozen times and you kept running. Finally, he jumped on you, put his hands around your neck and said, you will serve me or I will kill you. So I know, you, I know it feels good to say, I found the Lord. He's been chasing you all your life. You didn't ask for this. You didn't seek for this. But he says, I have chosen you and I have appointed you. Chosen and appointed. Three things unfolding here today. You've been chosen. You were chosen while you were swimming around in your mama's womb, causing her all kinds of problems. You were chosen. You were chosen. He made sure nobody else got you but him. God knows he kept you from a lot of messes. Go ahead, say amen. Oh my God, let's get a revelation here. He chose the two of you. That word chose is a beautiful word in the Greek text. It means to be appointed. It means to be set in place. But it's interesting. You would think when he says, I've chosen and appointed, it's kind of, but it's different. The word appointed means, means I have equipped you and empowered you. So I chose you, I've set you in place, but I've given you all the stuff you need to do what I've called you to do. Amen? So not only are you chosen, but you are equipped. You are ready. <laughs> I got a smile because we've been in this thing a couple of years now. And there's some things you ain't ready for. <laughs> but at the moment they come, you will be ready. I need some pastors to say amen. You feel me? You feel me? And, and, and Brittany, there's such an anointing 
to preach the word on you. We, we saw it the first time we were here. And you're just hiding around. I'm just, I like to serve. I like just to help. I don't like to be up front. And I told Jan, or Jan told me, babe, she has no idea what's about to happen to her. And because you were faithful, it's so interesting you, you use that, 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 that beautiful picture of Elijah and Elijah. You know what Elijah was doing the whole time? He was testing him. You just wait here. I ain't waiting here. And kind of like Mary had a little lamb everywhere that Greg went. <laughs> Isaiah was sure to go. And the Lord says, it's your turn. You pass the test. You have everything you need to lead this house to the next place. Because you haven't just entered a new season. We prophesied this last time. It's a new, excuse me, and an era is marked by supernatural suddenlies that change the course of history. God is calling you to change the course of history in lives and marriages and families and children and young people and cities and communities. Don't quest to become big, quest to become influential. Guard your marriage. Guard this woman God's given you. Guard this man God has given you. Don't you dare. Like your dad said, he's still around. He'll take you down. I'll find you. And I will kill you. And you'll be the lead pastor of this church. <laughs> Don't you dare. Sacrifice your children. Is that okay? Don't you dare sacrifice the three precious gifts. There is an anointing on your children. Brittany, there is something unusual on your children. You spend time. You love them. You be with them. The tragedy of too many pastors' children are pastors were more enamored with pastoring people than pastoring their children. Don't do it. Don't make him do it. Amen? Love one another. Hang out with one another. Be crazy with your kids. We love you. You can do this. This is your hour. Joshua. Joshua et. I feel the Lord telling me where to change your name. <laughs> Take them in. You ready to go? Are you ready to go? Whoa, 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 whoa. I want to talk to you people. Are you ready to go? Okay, are you willing for some changes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I've been there, done that, heard that before. Are you ready for God to do a different thing than he's done before? Yeah. Because what you've done is what God wanted, but God's taking you to another level, to another place. You're not going over there to stay like you were here. Come on, I need some help up in the house. 
So you gotta be willing, you've got, oh, I'm preaching now. You've gotta be willing to trust that God speaks to the singular head leader of the house and that we will follow, amen. Because I got some words for you. Join me up here, pastors. Come here, the two of you. Jan, join them. I got some words that the Lord gave me for you, for the house. By the way, I just so appreciate, sorry this time, I just so appreciate your openness to the Holy Spirit in this house. He's my best friend. We go running every morning. I wake up in the morning and I just say, hey, what's, what, what's on the, the agenda today? I, I love the fact that you don't make room for the Holy Spirit. Remember we used to say, let's make room. No, I'm so glad you don't make room for the Holy Spirit. I'm grateful you give him the room. We can't do this without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So grateful. I got, I got to just do this. The, the, I just some passages real fast. Job chapter 26. Don't try to put them on the board because I'm giving you different translations. It'll mess you up. And I'm into translations and I put translations together. Sorry. But watch this. Behold. 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 Season of suddenlies. Supernatural. Behold, you have seen the outer workings of my power. Job, Job 26, 14. A mere whisper. But get ready. I'm about to thunder with great power and who can fully comprehend it? You have seen, you have seen the outer bands that are a signal there's a hurricane of glory and a hurricane of power and a wind like you've never known and a wind like you've never felt. Somebody say, I'm ready. One translation says, you ain't seen nothing yet. That's the person next to you. You ain't seen nothing yet. I'm so sorry for all you English teachers. You ain't seen nothing yet. Mark. Mark 1.15. What time is it? It's 1.15. Uh, I've shared this before. The time is now fulfilled. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. At hand is that Greek, wonderful Greek verb, anagizo. It means it's not coming. It's arrived. Don't look for it. It's here. Stop looking. Stop saying it's coming. It's come. I'm so tired of these preachers. It's come. It's not coming. The awakening is already happening. It's happening in this city, and you're a key. The time is now fulfilled. Say it's now. Zechariah. Zechariah, I'm almost done. Chapter 2, verse 13. Listen up. I'm not telling you to listen up. The passage says, listen up. <laughs> Zechariah 2.13, listen up, everyone, for the Lord is on the move in his holy house, and he is springing into action. Yeah. Is that a good word? He's a moving, and he's moving into action. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening. And this is for you and you. Genesis 37. You know it. And the Lord was with Joshua, or excuse me, with Joseph, and Joseph at. And the Lord was with them, and whatever 
he did. God made it to prosper. And prosper isn't about money in the original sense. The word prosper in the Hebrew is empowered to succeed in what God has called you to do. Whatever he did. By the way, God only prospers dids. Whatever Joseph did. Stop waiting for God to do it. You did it. Come on, anybody follow me now? I know I'm weird, I know. Quit, oh God, just do it. No, no, I'm waiting for you to do it with me. Whatever, so do it. Go for it. Dream, dream bigger than you've ever dreamed. Dream crazy. Say, I don't see how we can do this. I'm telling you, the school, a bigger building. You need a bigger building already. He's got it all under control. All under control. Jane, you want to speak to him a moment? Yeah. Yeah. Can I just share, um, during worship, I heard the Lord. I looked over and saw you both worshiping, and I heard the Lord say, you're like his burning bushes. And at first, I was like, okay, Lord, I immediately went to Moses and the burning bush. I said, Lord, what are you saying? And he said, there is a sustaining fire in both of you. Because that bush burned in the desert, which, you know, in the desert, they can combust, but that one kept burning. So the Lord is saying there is a longevity, a sustaining longevity fire in both of you. And before you got up after worship and gave that exhortation on freedom, I heard the Lord say that burning bush also spoke about freedom. And you both have the voice of freedom and liberation. <laughs> there is, that is your voice, not only to God's people, but to those that are bound, that you will bring freedom to this community and liberation to this community. And your voices are going to be like that shofar of freedom, that shofar of liberty. So, we just proclaim that. And I heard an unusual word that I just want to give you, whether it's confirmation or you say, God, what, that's, what is that about? I heard the Lord say that you are remnant reformers. And that seems like a really strong word that you, in other words, are going to shake the status quo, that you are going to do some reformation work that is going to be supernatural. And it's in you. Not only do you have fire in your bones, but you are remnant reformers, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. Can I just say, before my husband comes back, we appreciate you agreeing. When you hear all morning long, Pastor Greg, everything that was shared, do you know that as you agree, with that, it accelerates what God has purpose to do. So even hearing you say amen or you're shaking your head or in your heart, it just feels like, yes, Lord, that's you. As you do that, it causes the movement and the power of God to accelerate or to multiply because where two or three agree together according to the will of God, it shall be done. Amen? Amen. Oh. Step just a little bit forward. I know we've done this already, but I want the two of you to come and stand behind them, please. 
because I want to wrap up with this. By the way, I just like digress just one second. Tell the person actually, he's always digressing. We, we prayed, we wanted to give them a gift. And I, I thought of this, I thought of that, I thought of a plaque, not a plaque, but a, a thing where uh, the picture, the, sh- the shepherd washing the feet, and then one of us, I, I, I was gonna buy you that, and buy you that. And, and I said, Jan, I'm just, I'm not, and Jan said, I feel you need to get him this. And the moment she said it, it just went, yes. And it was the shofar. And so we, we bought it and sent it. And Jan said, you sent it already? Yeah, I don't want to. And so we bought you a shofar. Because we knew the symbolism and the significant. In fact, God told Isaiah to be a shofar. Isaiah 58, I think it is. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. So you are the shofar of the house. So that's why I felt like I wanted to give it to you. And, and we felt like. Because you represent the voice. Okay. But when you said this morning, this is so good. When you said this morning, there are two reasons for the shofar, which is correct, war and, and, the, and, and the other one, freedom. Okay, I remember, just I was getting there. <laughs> Chill out, people. Remember the word, take a nap. So, but there's another one. And those two are right, but there's another one. And the moment you said it, I heard the Holy Spirit say, you need to tell them the other one because this is for all of you. Because the shofar not only called the people to gather, to war, freedom, but also to move out. The sound, the, and, 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 and they could make it make different sounds. And according to the sound they heard from the shofar, they would know it's war, it's gather, it's worship, or it's moving on out time. I'm not a shofar. It's time to move out. And so that shofar speaks to you and to you. Blow the shofar. Cast the vision. Let's go. Somebody shout say, let's go. Numbers 27. May the Lord, the God of, of all flesh, appoint a man and a woman over my congregation. Numbers 27. Who will go out? That means lead leadership. I feel the anointing on this. Who will go out and lead and come in and feed? Who will go out and come in before them? Who will lead them and bring them? So the congregation of the Lord will not be like a sheep which has no shepherd. So the Lord said to Moses, take Isaiah and Brittany, the son of Greg and Christy. Can you tell I'm taking just a little bit of liberty here? But the Holy Spirit's cool with it. He said it's fine. Listen to this. A man and a woman in whom is the Spirit. Lay your hand on them and have them stand before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation and commission them in their sight. You said it. You shall put some of your authority on them. 
in order that all the congregation of the sons of Israel may obey and follow them. Say, we will. will. Moses did just as the Lord commanded, took Joshua and set him before Eleazar the priest and before the congregation. He then laid his hands on him and commissioned him just as the Lord had spoken. Commissioned. It means to appoint. It means to ordain. It means to set in place. Listen to this carefully. Listen to a church. Commissioning spiritually means it is an authorization to perform certain duties and commands. Gets better. To engage in the business affairs of another. This ain't your business. It's his business. But he's asked you the most incredible thing to partner with him. I've asked the Lord, are you sure you got the right guy? I'm talking about me now. And the Lord said, I got the right guy. And the Lord wants you and Brittany to know he's got the right team. You're the, you're the power team. He says, I want, it means, commission means to entrust with authority and to give position. This is the best one. To serve at the pleasure of another. You will set them before the congregation and lay your hands on them. Stretch your hands, church. I know we've done it once, but this moment, I have already mantled you, says the Lord. I have already set you in place. But now I commission you with authority. I commission you with my power to serve at my pleasure. You will lead. You will feed. You will guide. You will love my sheep. For I have set you in place this day, says the Lord. So arise, my son, and arise, my daughter, and take your place. I break off insecurity. I break off intimidation. I break every lie of the adversary. This is your season. This is your appointed hour, says the Lord. Pray in the spirit, church. Pray in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Pastor Santa Jan. You can stay. You two stay. Mom, you stay. Yeah. You stayed. Good. No, no, them. They, they stayed. No, you're, you're, yeah. Thank you. What is God doing in this house? Gosh. <laughs> as, as we've been praying into what God uh, has for what's coming, over and over again, over and over again, God kept bringing me to Acts 2. He's like, I'm bringing an Acts 2 church to Kenneth Square. Over and over. And I, I couldn't get out of my spirit over and over. And I was like, oh man, what am I going to do on, on Sunday? And he's like, you are preaching about the Acts 2 church that's to come. And I want to I read to you Acts 2. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Look around. Are we all together? Yeah. Looks like it to me. Suddenly... 
How? How is this possible? Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. I love this next line. All of them. Nobody was exempt. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Jump up to verse 17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. On all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. The fairly old man is going to dream dreams. Amen. Amen. And this is what God's doing in this house and what's coming. When we started, when Ali started singing today over the year, Lord, we give you this year. I'm telling you, supernatural suddenlies are coming by way of fire. I feel that in my spirit. I feel supernatural suddenlies are coming by way of fire. And, and then we're, I'm just going to use the sword for whatever else comes near us. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I don't need it. No, you don't want to put that in my hand yet. It's not good. The Lord hasn't led me that way yet. Um, I, I want to I speak into you both because I, I, I feel like where me and Brittany have just felt in our spirits what you've done for us. Uh, first of all, I'd like to present you and mom with the lantern that, let me just light it real quick. There it is. The lantern. We want to present you today with the lantern because you've been a trailblazer for this church. You have, you have, you have blazed a trail and your light has never gone out. You have led the way. You've been at the gate ready with more oil, ready to go. You, you have, you've never had a moment where like, I don't know what we're going to do next. The oil is gone. You've always had your light shining so that we could follow. You've been a shepherd that have shown the way from the beginning. And so uh, uh, in John 1, 5, it says, it says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And so this is just a reminder for your home as being the lantern for this house, the trailblazers of this house. God set a vision in you over 19 years ago you took your children and said, you're already weird, so now we're going to go plant a church and you become even more weird. You have zero friends, zero life. It's going to be great. And you're homeschooled. Just cake on top of it all. <laughs> One thing that this represents is you've exposed the darkness with this light. You've exposed the darkness. And let me tell you, they have exposed the darkness with this light. And what that means is when light enters the room, darkness has to go. It's not welcome. And so we're thankful for that. We're thankful for that. Also, uh, the, the jar, because this is what, what I feel best represents. This is, uh, Brittany, so good. She said, we need a jar because... A jar, your oil will never run dry. And I love, I love what's been said because I believe that God is, is giving you so much oil, just like the mother and her son, out of your obedience, God is going to continue to fill your jar. Go ahead and make the bread. 
Go ahead and make the bread because, yeah, it's heavy, isn't it? Yeah, watch your shoulder. Here, you take the lamb. Much better. Oh, much better. And it will get heavier because the jar is going to fill to overflowing. My prayer, my prayer is that the, the uh, yellow folding signs have to go out slippery when wet because as they walk, the oil will just continue to spill. Slippery when wet. You better be careful because when you get around Pastor Greg and Christy, the dreams of the old are just going to keep on pouring. As they lay hands on, things are going to happen. I believe God is filling your jar over and over again. In Exodus 27, it says, Command the Israelites to bring you clear oil of pressed olives for the light so that the lamps may keep on burning. Amen. So take your oil and your lamp and keep on walking because you're not done yet. They're stepping into the founding pastor's position here at the power place, which means they're staying. Okay? Amen. They're stepping into a support role for me and Brittany, for the staff, for this house. They're pourers. Amen. And we need you and we love you and we thank you. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Love you. Come on, can you give it for Pastor Greg and Christy? Worship band, you can join me. Those of you that are taking a nap, that was for later. So wake up and stand up for me, please. I want to remind us of the vision that Brittany shared of God bringing his hand down and starting to stir the water. This morning, I feel in my spirit such a stirring happening in this house. It's a stirring of excitement. It's a stirring of fresh oil being poured over. It's a stirring of fresh fire being poured out. And I believe what God is doing is he's stirring up so that the things that are on the bottom start to rise to the top. I feel it in my spirit. I feel like what God is getting ready to unleash over this house, we have to be ready. 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 When Pastor Zane and Jane came in uh, back uh, uh, months ago, he, he said it was ready, set, go, and we were in our set position ready to go. We're in our go season. It's go season, and we will not slow down. We will not slow down. We feel a, a vision in our spirits of what's coming. We feel, we feel a, a prompting in our spirits for what's just right around the corner. And we're asking you as a church, come alongside the vision and the dream of this house as we take our city for Jesus. As we take our city for Jesus. Every place your foot shall tread is yours. So we start to take steps on purpose to take land. And then let me just remind you, this church was built on the foundation of a presence-driven church and nothing's changing. We will always be presence only and everything is just, everything else is just an added bonus. But we strive for his presence. We long for his presence. We organize the service, put in all the order down to the minute and then when God comes in and wrecks it, we say, here you go have your way. 
It's your church. We're just here being obedient. And that's our heart. That's our vision. That's the way that God's leading us. We're gonna rest in his presence. And this year, as God opens up supernatural suddenlies, which I told you this uh, before, but I'll remind you of it again, supernatural suddenlies, that vision for this year was prompted in Pastor Greg's spirit. In Pastor Greg's spirit, not mine, in his. And he said, what are you feeling about this? I said, are you kidding me? The foundation of this church, when we, when we step into leadership, going on the vision of so we get to live this year on the foundation that it was originated with? Are you kidding me? We get to stand on the shoulders of what has been and what will be? Are you kidding me? Supernatural suddenlies. And as we step into obedience, as we step into all that he is, we're gonna see miracles, signs and wonders. Like the man with the eyeballs. We're gonna see miracles, signs and wonders. Like the, the guy that was watching online with his hip sockets that kept hurting as he was sitting there. He's like, something's wrong with my hips. We started calling out for hips. And online in New York City, he's sitting there and he's like, something's going on. And he stood up and all of a sudden out of nowhere in New York City from watching through our live stream as God prompted our house to pray for hips, he released a word for him. And he started running around his apartment saying, Where's this pain gone? I've been dealing with this for years, but today there's freedom. Today there's freedom. Just like cancer has gone, just like the common cold has gone, just like God has brought in millions of dollars and he will continue to bring it in. Amen. We're gonna stand on it. Come on, let's worship all over this place. Lift your hands in this place. Lift your hands in this place. Thanks for checking out the Power Place audio podcast. The Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to empower you with His Spirit and His Word so that you can engage your world. Here at the Power Place, we believe the Bible from cover to cover. And our prayer is that as you listen, the absolute truth of God's Word would bring complete freedom to every area of your life.